Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Dr. Paul Conant is a graduate of Cambridge University, holds a Ph.D. in chemistry from Dartmouth College. From 83 to 2006, Paul taught chemistry at St. Lawrence University in Canton, New York, where he specialized in environmental chemistry and and toxicology. Over the past 33 years, his research on waste management has taken him to 49 states, seven provinces in Canada, 65 other countries, and he has given more than 2,500 public presentations. Paul, welcome back to the program. You were on our show uh, eight years ago almost. Yes, George. Thanks for having me back. My pleasure. Good to have you with us, too. Hey, let me ask you this. You have been involved in chemistry and water fluoridation investigation for a long time. Why did they put fluoride in the water in the first place? Ostensibly to lower tooth decay. That's what they believed. The evidence is very weak that actually swallowing fluoride lowers tooth decay. In fact, the promoters now concede that the major benefit is topical. It works on the surface of the tooth. You don't have to swallow it. (laughs) Quite frankly, when they admitted that, that should have been the end of water fluoridation if you don't need to swallow it. Exactly, because by swallowing it does what to us? Well, it's very toxic, and we know it's very toxic. Um, uh, It it can kill people, but uh, we know it's toxic because nature has developed defense mechanisms. Back in about 2012, I think Ron Breaker at Yale University showed that in certain lower creatures like bacteria and fungi, there were genes which, when they were switched on by high fluoride levels, they would produce proteins which went to the membranes and pumped the fluoride out of the body. They were called fluoride-exporting proteins. And the only reason that nature developed those was because fluoride is very toxic to the system. Now, when the time you get to the mammals, like ourselves, we have the kidney. The kidney gets rid of about 50% of the fluoride that we take in. And a lot of the rest is sequestered in our bones. It's a defense mechanism. Now, the other defense mechanism, which I've always thought was very, very important, was mother's milk. Mother's, mother's, the mother's breast acts like a filter. Very, very little fluoride is in mother's milk. And so the newborn baby gets very, very little fluoride. And obviously, if, if it was a nutrient or we needed it for something, that's where you'd expect to find it. But it's, it's not there. But that also means in a city like Los Angeles, which is fluoridated, a bottle-fed baby is getting about 200 times more fluoride Jeez. than nature intended. Well, plus we're getting it in our toothpaste. Almost every toothpaste has fluoride in it, doesn't it? Absolutely. Over 90% of the toothpaste sold in the United States has fluoride in it. You also have fluoride in pesticides and fertilizer. Um, obviously all the dental products. In fact, you can't get the ADA's seal of approval for a dental product unless it's got fluoride in it. So the ADA is making a lot of money out of people's willingness to swallow fluoride. I remember in my grade school days, Paul, the school district uh, sold our parents on fluoridation, and what would happen is a dentist would come to the school and we'd all be signed up to get fluoride treatments. It was like a two- or three-day treatment program. And we'd sit there in this chair while this dentist blasted away at this fluoride in our mouth. I kept coming home telling my mom, I don't want to do this anymore. And she said, no, Georgie, it's good for you. 
and you know they had our parents buffaloed, uh, yeah. but we went through that. Will that eventually show any harm to us? Well, absolutely, and they can't yeah, even right. deny it because the one thing that they knew in 1945, when this nonsense began, was that a certain percentage of children would get a condition called dental fluorosis which is a mottling of the teeth, uh, patches, white patches, which in some conditions can get yellow, brown, and so on. They knew about 10% of the kids would get this condition, but only in its very mild form. Uh, And and the trade-off was lower tooth decay. So you lower the tooth decay, and you get the Some kids would get this condition, but only dentists would recognize it. And that was the mantra in 1945. Now, run the clock forward to the current time, and over 60% of American teens, kids aged 12 to 15, now have some form of dental cirrhosis. And not all in the uh, stuff you wouldn't notice. Uh, some mild dental cirrhosis impacts uh, about 20%. Moderate dental cirrhosis, which impacts 100% of the tooth surface, 24%. So this is out of control. It's an epidemic now. And it's exactly what you said, George. We're getting fluoride from everywhere today. Yep. And co- correct me, Paul, if I'm wrong, but did I not see, like, vans and trucks that had fluoride in them? They were carting it, and it had a skull and bones on it. Uh, it it's poison, isn't it? <laughs> this is the most bizarre aspect to this story. You would think, wouldn't you, that the fluoride that you added to the drinking water was a pharmaceutical grade, the same kind of grade that you put in food products, uh, dental products. Or vitamins or something like that. No, it's taken from the scrubbing systems oh. of the phosphate fertilizer industry. Literally, it's a spray of water which converts two very toxic gases, hydrogen fluoride, silicon tetrafluoride, which are produced when phosphate rock is treated with sulfuric acid. And these gases decimated the local areas in in Florida, Polk County, Florida, for years, until they finally said, we better scrub this stuff out. So they put a water spray on, and that converts it to a a substance called hexafluorosilicic acid. And that's the stuff, that hexafluorosilicic acid, which is contaminated with God knows what, is then sent untreated to the public waterworks. All over the country. All over the country. And the way they get around this, they say, the EPA has a regulation which says hazardous waste must be treated this way unless, um, unless a, a, another company buys the waste from the chemical industry. So if the chemical industry produces a chemical waste and somebody buys it from it, it then becomes a product. And it's under those, oh. those weird conditions that the public waterworks now, because they buy it from the uh, chemical industry, uh, it's treated as a product, and, and, and we can't dump it into the sea. I mean, could you believe this? So we dump we it into our drinking dump, water. We can't dump it into the sea, but we flush it through our bodies en route to the sea. <laughs> it's, ah. It is incredible. And, it's bizarre. And they sell it to the companies that manufacture toothpaste and stuff like that, I guess. Uh, no, I think that the stuff that goes to the tooth manufacturers, uh, the toothpaste people, is, is pharmaceutical grade. So that would be purified. That will be pure. Which is still not great, but it's better than dumping the stuff in the water, right? Absolutely. And the reason, of course, if you use pharmaceutical grade, they would say it's too expensive because 99% of the water doesn't go anywhere near your teeth. It goes, it washes the car, 
waters the lawn, does the washing up, etc., etc., etc. Less than 1% we actually swallow. And so very little goes near our teeth. So you can afford uh, to use this, this chemical because, uh, if the truth be known, the phosphate fertilizer industry will give it to you to get rid of it because otherwise they have to treat it as a hazardous waste. But as it is, they're making between 100 and $200 million a year out of this. Out of track. junk. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, who scammed the American Dental Association and all these dentists who are pro-fluoridation? Well, I think the trouble is, I, I think they're true believers there. I think if you go back to the 1940s, they really believed this would work. They, they felt, uh, believed that um, it was completely safe. They didn't do the science. And this is another extraordinary thing. You know, they started the trials in 45 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, um, in a place, I'm, I've forgotten the name now, in, in New York State. But they started these trials. And they were meant to be 10-year trials, but halfway through them, in 1950, the U.S. Public Health Service endorsed fluoridation for the whole country. Said, go ahead. Well, that wasn't scientific. They, they hadn't completed the trials. They had practically no health studies on the books. And after, after the U.S. Public Health Service endorsed it, they didn't bother to do any more studies. As far as they were concerned, the whole issue now was promotion. And that's what we've had ever since 1950 is the promotion of fluoridation as safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, with very little attempt to look at the science. The good news is um, we are just beginning to look at some of the science of fluoride's impact on tissues like the brain, the thyroid gland, oh, and so on. Things which they should have done 70 years ago, they're just beginning to do today, and the results are shocking, George, absolutely shocking. And that was Newburgh, New York, the other city. Yes, I that's think, right. Where they were yep. doing this. Jeez, this is frustrating. It really is. And yet so many dentists today think fluoride is so good. Yeah, unfortunately, many, not many dentists have the time with their busy practices to actually read the literature. At dental school, they only get one thing at dental school. It's perfectly safe, and the people opposed to fluoridation are a bunch of loony tunes. That's right. Um, that's what they're told at dental school. Then they leave, they start their busy practices, and they just don't bother to do the research, or not many, and they just take the word of the ADA and the CDC at face value, not realizing that these, these guys are absolutely, utterly biased. And it, 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 it's very worrying to me that a government agency should be so biased on something as important as what our kids are getting in their drinking water. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.